It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, July 19th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka health officials reported 43 new coronavirus cases over the weekend and five more hospitalizations. According to information published to the city's COVID dashboard on Saturday and Sunday, 42 of the new patients are Sitka residents, ranging in age from young children to several patients in their 80s. Nearly half of the patients are in their 20s and 30s. Nine of the patients are children under 10. The weekend brought Sitka's active COVID case count to 156 as of Sunday evening, and the city's COVID alert level remains high. Last week, Sitka's Emergency Operations Center recommended masking in public and social distancing, regardless of vaccination status, as long as the case count continues to surge. State health officials are still crunching the data from the latest outbreak of COVID-19 in Sitka and some other Alaskan communities and haven't drawn any firm conclusions from the apparently high rate of vaccination breakthrough, that is, infections occurring in individuals who are fully vaccinated. Nevertheless, they say the evidence is clear that vaccination is still the number one tool in the fight against COVID, and the math bears that out. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The place where math meets medical science is a bit squishy for those of us who nodded off in statistics class. The hard numbers I remember, though. This is Sitka Fire Chief Craig Warren speaking to the Sitka Assembly on July 13th. Since June 1st, there have been 87 positive cases of COVID-19. 21 of those cases were breakthrough. Breakthrough cases defined as somebody who has complete vaccination plus two weeks. Last week alone, there were 60 new cases. 18 of those were vaccinated. Warren went on to add that this was not a failure of the vaccine, which was never expected to offer 100 percent protection. In fact, state health officials point to dramatic decreases in the infection rate statewide directly attributable to the vaccine. Still, one-third seems like a lot of breakthrough cases, doesn't it? There's something about this proportion that makes it feel like the vaccine isn't working. But that's a misperception. Dr. Louisa Casterdale monitors infectious diseases in the state section of epidemiology. When I asked about this high number of breakthroughs, she said she was impressed. It's been quite interesting um, in this time frame, you know, in the last two months or so, when we've seen communities that have had um, sort of a real increase in activity, it's been impressive the proportion that have been vaccine breakthrough. And I, I kind of wonder if that's also related to the fact that when we had those big outbreaks or we had those sort of community, um, a real increase in community activity before, it was kind of pre-vaccine. And so that opportunity didn't present itself until we had a population that was vaccinated. As Casterdale observes, this might be another thing that's creating the perception that the vaccine isn't as effective as it should be. Sitka didn't experience an outbreak this big prior to the vaccine. Nevertheless, the vaccines are working because there are many more unvaccinated people contracting COVID than vaccinated people. Breakthrough cases occur only among vaccinated people, which is why looking at them as a proportion of overall cases can be misleading. Even for the math-averse, it's not a difficult relationship to understand. In Alaska right now, about half the population falls into each group, unvaccinated and vaccinated. At the beginning of February this year, when vaccine distribution began ramping up, the state was seeing about 1,000 new cases of COVID per week among the unvaccinated and only a handful of cases among the vaccinated. 
As more and more people were vaccinated and new infections began to decline into the spring and summer, there were still a low and steady handful of breakthroughs among the vaccinated every week. Anna Frick does infection control for the state section of epidemiology. She explains that the breakthrough rate seems like it's growing, but only because the overall number of cases is dropping. Because the total number of cases is decreasing so much, the proportion of this bar that is made up by that small number of vaccine breakthrough cases is increasing even though the rate is lower. In Sitka and elsewhere, we've got two populations contracting COVID, two denominators, unvaccinated and vaccinated. Statistically, the 21 breakthroughs out of the 87 new infections that Fire Chief Craig Warren was describing are not as significant as the fact that those 21 breakthroughs occurred among a vaccinated population of over 5,000 people. Sitka's unvaccinated population of around 2,000 experienced three times as many cases in the same period. Breakthroughs will always happen, especially as the vaccinated population grows. Low and steady, as Anna Frick said, it's not bad odds and it remains a strong argument for vaccination. Although the math is favorable, the virus has been spreading rapidly in Sitka recently. The more contagious Delta variant is the likely culprit for Sitka surge, but it hasn't been confirmed. The state testing laboratory is only now beginning to genetically sequence samples from the beginning of July. There are seven other variants that are being tracked that haven't received nearly as much attention. Dr. Joe McLaughlin is the head of the state section of epidemiology. He says that among the variables at work in the pandemic, there is this. One is the fact that people are gathering more. And fortunately, people are spending most of their time outdoors gathering, which we know is associated with lower transmission. But as people gather um, indoors uh, and even outdoors, if they're really in sort of Um, close proximity to each other, there is the risk of transmission there. Even if genetic sequencing proves that the Delta variant is prevalent in Sitka, McLaughlin and the rest of the team at the State Department of Health and Social Services say vaccination is the best defense. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. You can find a link to the most recent bulletin from the state section of epidemiology with a summary of breakthrough cases through the end of June on our website, kcaw.org. For many restaurant owners in Anchorage, business is booming. They say it's a welcome change after a slow start of the year and an even slower 2020. But as Alaska Public Media's Tegan Hanlon reports, a stubborn shortage of staff is making it difficult to keep up. The line of people wanting a table at 49th State Brewing Company in downtown Anchorage feels endless. At this moment right now, we are looking about an hour and a half outside and about an hour inside right now. Hostess Rosabella Seabrand says this crowd is the new normal. Super busy, so many people, you can hardly hear anything. And it's only about 5 p.m. on a Thursday. Owner David McCarthy says you should have seen the crowd on Friday night a couple of weeks ago. We were on about a two and a half hour wait. There was over 200 guests waiting to be seated. We were serving entrees well into midnight. McCarthy says if he had to sum up the restaurant business so far this month, he'd say. It's the beginning of a boom for our industry. July 2021 has told us that the demand is there. Several other owners and managers of big local restaurants agree. The demand for dine-in and takeout is up. 
There are crowds, there are wait lists, there are noisy dining rooms with hungry tourists and locals who are eager to socialize again and have money to spend. As Billy Anderson, general manager of downtown's Anchorage Cider House Fat Ptarmigan puts it, every day feels like a weekend. As soon as we open the doors, people just start coming in and we'll go on a wait list during lunchtime sometimes. Um, and it's just the tickets just never stop. He says it's even busier than 2019. And it's a huge change from last year, which was punctuated by pandemic-fueled closures, capacity restrictions, and all-around quiet. But while some of Anchorage's busiest restaurants say the surge in customers is great news, there's a major lingering hurdle. Anderson says they still don't have enough workers to meet all of the demand. It's a really big challenge. I would say 70% of my current staff have never worked in a restaurant before. Finding people with experience is extremely difficult. Anderson is short about 10 staff. At 49th State, about 50 jobs are open. Not enough workers means the two restaurants and many others have to close a couple days a week. Some are reducing hours. Some are stopping to-go orders. Some don't seat all of their tables. It's unprecedented, says Lana Ramos, marketing manager for locally grown restaurants, which owns popular businesses like Snow City Cafe and Spinard Roadhouse. Nobody is immune from this hiring shortage. And I think, you know, I could say every restaurant in Anchorage and probably Alaska and let's go nationally and globally. Everybody is looking for people to cook and serve food in their restaurants. So we have not experienced this before. There is no easy explanation for the hiring challenges. Ramos says her restaurants are seeing local workers leave the state or go back to school or find a job in a different industry after a very unstable year. For places like 49th State that double their staff every summer, the issue stems largely from many international workers not coming this year on J-1B says. McCarthy, the 49th state owner, says the restaurant has boosted pay and other benefits, but hiring is still slow. And the government's decision to end extra unemployment benefits last month had little impact. Anchorage Daily News food writer Mara Severin says she's hearing of long wait times and not enough staff at lots of restaurants. I want to say that maybe the places that I think look busiest are the ones that feel like those kind of social hubs with like a bar, you know, that kind of have a, you know, have that kind of community feel. But she says there are also smaller restaurants who are not seeing big crowds and are still struggling to stay afloat. Wherever you choose to dine, she suggests patience. You know, be a little gentle, be a little patient. You know, remember why we so badly wanted to get back into these restaurants. She says it's easy to forget just how much the industry has had to adapt to over the last year. In Anchorage, I'm Tegan Hanlon. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.